The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 77. What core skills do you need to pursue a career in sports marketing? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who's a sports expert in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports marketing. Also, this podcast episode will be on the resource on sports business page, where I've selected my best interviews which focus about pursuing a career in the business side of the sports industry. For more information, go to education2sport.com. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Jeff Wilson. Jeff is a FIFA consultant, keynote speaker, and the owner of Jeff Wilson Consulting, where he specialises in strategic planning, marketing, business development, and event management by supporting sports organisations. I can happily say that I'm very interested about Jeff's line of work and it's great to have him as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Jeff will share his sports career journey and explain to you the core skills you need to pursue a career in sports marketing. Jeff, it's great to have you on the show. Please can you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start? For for me, uh, Ed, it started in 2005 when I, I left. BT, British Telecom, and I joined the Irish Football Association as their head of marketing and communication. And that probably was uh, a real turning point in my career and a real focus then and from then until now in the area of uh, sports, sports business, sports marketing, sports strategy. So I was there for 10 years uh, working in a whole range of things from commercial sponsorship, merchandising, communications, crisis management, CRM, fan engagement, a very broad role. Uh, Then from that I started to do some work with UEFA and FIFA, and uh, that was great. And then I I decided in uh, 2014 to set up my own sports uh, consultancy. So now I work with the likes of those organizations and the likes of UEFA, FIBA in the World Basketball, uh, the Ulster Grand Prix and Motorsport, and a whole range of other, other sports really looking at sports strategy, marketing, and, and communications. So so, so that th- that was sort of my broad journey, and and do you know, Ed, what I would say at times, and this happens in sport, you need a, a wow moment, and for me, that wow moment was in two thousand and five when little Northern Ireland uh, beat England. Now I don't want to bring that up, and I'm not I'm not trying to get at you. I'm definitely not. But we beat you one nil. I'm not sure if you know the result. <laughs> no, I don't. To be fair. <laughs> So, uh, but in in all seriousness, uh, that really propelled our brand 
uh, into the spotlight. And from that, we started to really create a number of different marketing channels, communication on the back of that win. And sometimes in sport, you need a wow moment. And that was ours. Absolutely. Just going back before the wow moment and before BT, would you mind explaining to the listeners your academic background? Yeah. So after uh, finishing at, at college, I, I went to, to university, to Queen's University and studied my primary degree uh, there. And then after that, I went and uh, did my master's, my master's in marketing. And I think what, what I would say in those times when I was developing is absolutely vital to have the education, both the degree the masters for me added something a little bit, you know, further to to my qualifications, and that I think is good. But when you're in those environments, it is extremely good and extremely important to build your CV. So when you're doing your your academic qualifications, you need to get involved in university life. You need to be president of the society. You need to make the most of the summers by maybe you know, doing some work in America or whatever, but really enrich your life and really enrich your time at university to really build up your CV with all of these great experiences. And for me, I believe that's why I got the, a graduate job at BT was predominantly because of the university degree, the master's, and then what I did around that. Uh, and the more that I did, the more that I was able to talk about. Just Going back and looking at sport as a bigger picture, how have you seen the sports industry developed looking back from 2005? Well, I think almost the world has got smaller. I think because of digital, there's definitely um, a lot more engagement. I think uh, engagement both at the game, but a lot more outside the game. I think the the actual sports um The sports clubs are now becoming not only entertainment organizations, but they're becoming content and media organizations. And I think that's a big change that's going on. I think there's a big change in sport in terms of the income and the income generation. So there's a lot more around data exploitation. There's a lot more around commercialization of digital and and a focus on how to make revenue from digital. So I see a big impact there. And I think on the fan engagement side, I see a lot more again with digital uh, in terms of the introduction of virtual reality, augmented reality, live streaming, OTT platforms. And I think the way that fans engage and specifically in that area of content, of video content, I think is really changing in in, in a big way. I would be quite a, a purist. I think, you know, you're there for the game and you should enjoy the game. It's then outside for the club. How do they reach all of the other fans that can't go to the stadium? And how do they keep engaged with people outside of match day or game day? And I think those are important things that that clubs are now starting to really adopt. In your opinion, then, how competitive is it to pursue a career in this industry? Yeah, it, it is competitive. Uh, but not impossible. And I think, you know, from, from, from my point of view, what what needs to happen is you need to have, you know, your, your primary degree and your master's, uh, especially your master's, if it can be focused in and maybe sports uh, related qualification, 
because then what you're doing, you're networking with like-minded people, but you get the opportunity to meet uh, maybe certain speakers that are right from the industry that you can then really start to engage with. So I think that's really important. Uh, but it gets back to the other side. How do you make yourself more marketable than the other person sitting beside you in the classroom now? Not in 10 years' time, not five years' time, but now. And, and I think one way to do that is keeping your experience quite broad. And whether that is volunteering for a local sports club, maybe it's in communications, maybe it's in commercial, maybe it's in sales, maybe it's in marketing, maybe it's customer service, or even better, maybe it's in all of those. So the more that you knowledge you can get, the more rounded individual you are, but also you're able to see what area you really like it could be maybe pr above event management as an example that's a great example and it sort of relates to today's main topic what core skills do you need to pursue a career in sports marketing for me i think uh, there's a number of skills i think you need to be creative um you, you know people would say to me well if you've got a a, a budget of you know, a small, small budget, which some clubs have, uh, people maybe start to be a little bit concerned. But that's when, as a marketeer or a sports professional, that's what makes you think differently. Um, and I actually think it's a good thing when people say you don't have much budget because it drives you to be creative. So creative, I think, is one. Very closely linked to that is being innovative, and having to think of solutions and problems in a different way. But, you know, so, so if I think that's, that's extremely important. I think having a continuous and relentless focus on, on the customer and customer service. And it's that whole Disney experience, you know, being able to um, every, every bit from how they park the cars, get you into the parks, get you back out of the parks to the, 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 the staff. And all of that sort of relentless focus on pleasing the customer or the guest or the fan, I think it's important. And suppose, you know, in other bits and pieces, there are areas of good decision making, I think, is a good skill to have um, and good problem solving skills. And probably the last, good communicator, both written, um, verbal, but also on the listening side. Uh, I, I know in, in, in my area as a consultant, I have to listen more to understand what the issues are, but you always will have to write up the reports or virtually, uh, verbally present back. And you've got to have that um, way to be able to communicate in a clear and a concise way that people understand what you're saying, get it and take action on the back of it. Jeff, that is great. Just relating to a case study, would you mind explaining with regards to those core skills, how you've applied them in examples you've done in the past, if that was possible? Yeah, I mean, one of the examples I'll, I'll give is the, is the Ulster Grand Prix. Now, many people do not know of the Ulster Grand Prix. Uh, it's a motorbike race, and it was in the 1920s. Uh, it is the world's fastest road race. And on the back of that, uh, we now have 50,000 people that go to the event in August of every year. So getting back to being creative, we were approached 
um, by the organisers looking to get sponsorship initially. And, and when we started to look at the event, we've seen the great heritage and history. And every event has that and every sport has some sort of history and heritage and some unique selling point. And what we did, first of all, is, OK, how do we get the publicity that, that people know about the Ulster Grand Prix in the motorbike fraternal? Because they were our initial target market. And once uh, uh, we developed um, the once once we developed the, the really the, the the USP, we identified very very quickly that it was the world's fastest road race. And then we started to create events events that cost absolutely nothing. For example, can we break a world record with the number of different motorbikes in one location? Uh, then we started to look at can we create a, a ride out from one location to the paddock. Uh, where we had over 200 motorbikes in one location. And all these events cost us nothing but the publicity. It meant that we had to be creative, but we also had to be innovative. On the, the customer side, we've now really started to look at, we've changed the whole paddock area to make it more customer friendly. Uh, we have looked at for the VIP corporate hospitality, the quality of the food, the quality of the entertainment, because we've got to make that much more customer friendly and customer related. And we've had to look at how we can engage with the fans during bike week so that the fans have that great experience and a real focus. So we've had to do that. And again, on the problem solving and the decision making, that is uh, an example, a very quick one of that would be where we're identifying uh, you know, different partners in the marquee and specifically in the area of food. There was one time that the, the food provider just wasn't particularly good and we had to make the decision uh, to change provider to make sure that the service was at an extremely high level. But as you go through different events and major events like the Ulster Grand Prix, you will always be doing and you've got to think on your feet and those sort of decisions. But the best thing is if you can plan and give a real good planning um, before the event to try and stop any of those ad hoc decisions from having to be made. The last bit uh, is probably in, in the old area of communication. Now, if you're on the website, you're on email, if you're at the, the BBC, everything talks about the Ulster Grand Prix, the world's fastest road race, so it's clear it's simple, it's consistent, and it's over a whole wide range of both digital uh, and traditional channels. And we'll really drive that through in a whole range of media from uh, the broadcast newspapers to digital to TV. So we're having to be really clear on our message, really consistent, and that is starting to have an impact with people, more people coming each year. Jeff, that is a great example, and thank you for sharing that. What inspired you to set up your own consultancy business? Good question. I think, if the truth be told, I probably needed a fresh challenge. Worked for the Irish Football Association for 10 years and a brilliant organisation. And I think just the type of me, the way that, that I am, I like to solve problems and like to, to have a challenge. And I think we did so much work uh, with the Irish Football Association in changing so many perceptions, generating new revenue, engaging with the fans, uh, new ideas being implemented. I think there was so much that we did. I needed a new challenge at a certain time. 
And that was one reason setting up on my own. And uh, I've been very blessed in that we've now started to get a whole range of different and new clients, not just in football, but in other sports. And you're taking the learnings and you're cross-sharing the different ideas in different sports so that people can learn together. And I believe a big thing in that is that sports can learn from each other in terms of whether it's fan engagement, the elite side, participation or, or whatever. And I think the word I would use now in my own consultancy is buzzing. Buzzing that I get up every morning loving what I, I do. And as just a, a very quick thing to your listeners, you have to do a job that you love. When you get up each morning, you have to love it. And that's not always possible, so I understand that. But you still should have a relentless focus on finding what that job is and not just, oh, this is just the way life is. To me, I think you need to get up every morning loving your job. And in sport, you can definitely do that. It's identifying what area of sport and what sport and really enjoy it and love it. And for me in the consultancy side of sport, I, I love it. I meet brilliant people. I learn every day. And I see positive things happening with the, the, the people that I work with. Jeff, I can definitely hear your enthusiasm through the mic. And I'm certainly learning of you right now. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? So recently, uh, two weeks ago, I was in FIBA in the World Basketball uh, at the headquarters in Geneva, and uh, we were doing a workshop for the Champions League clubs and uh, bringing them in and sharing knowledge together uh, in the areas of marketing, sports marketing, sports business, uh, and that was that, that was a, a, a great workshop. Uh, last week, I was in Brussels speaking at the International Football Business Institute uh, on the area of corporate governance, which can be a dry subject but uh, a very important uh, subject, but also last week talking to some of the football federations that I work with at UEFA and also talking to a couple of other new potential clients who are wanting me to do some work for them. Sounds like you've got a lot on it. It sounds really exciting as well. Jeff, just on a personal note, what have you enjoyed the most from your career in sport looking back now? I think there's probably a couple of things. I think number one is the people that you meet. I think the people that you meet in sport are like you. They're, 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 they're very driven, enthusiastic, passionate about their sport and about their, their, their club brand or their federation brand. And to be passionate about something, I think, is, is and to have a drive about it is, is important values. So it's the people. Second of all, I would say when you I probably have traveled about 90 countries inside 15 years, and, and it's the culture and the history and uh, of different people's cultures that has been brilliant. But, you know, in a strange way, you actually feel more proud about your own culture as well when you, when you take and understand other people's culture. And I think the last bit is the actual sport itself. Having to, to work in sport and the variety of different sports um, I see the impact of sport. We, we're doing a couple of programs, one in football and one in uh, motorbikes on how we are using sport 
to tackle antisocial behaviour and also community engagement and mental health. So sport has a bigger and wider part to play over and above the, the keep fit, the teamwork and all of those. It has a, a wider area and there's some very interesting projects that we're pulling together in, in those areas. It just shows, Jeff, that sport is a great tool, I should say, with regards to life skills as well. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in sports marketing? First of all, finish off your studies. Get the qualifications. And if you haven't, I would then uh, maybe focus a little bit more, especially in your master's and that sort of sports management uh, side of the house. Second of all, build your CV. And we sort of talked about that uh, through the interview, but build your CV. And, and please take this in the right way. Listeners, I don't mean uh, go and work in the, in the local news agents during the summer. That's good. But what would be better if you did an internship for three months or you went to work in a camp in America that's sports related or maybe you worked at your local club volunteering during the summer, something that's related to what you want to do that's really closely related. So build your CV, um, enhance your knowledge and and, and your skills, you know, just, just don't think of staying in, in England or Scotland or Northern Ireland or wherever, go to different countries. And the third, I would say, is network, network, network. Get to know people, get their cards, uh, follow up with them, uh, try and figure out how you keep in touch with them. Go to uh, conferences. Maybe it's creating blogs and you're you're pulling together a whole range of articles and you're sharing those articles with people that you've met. Uh, maybe it's social media, but keep in touch with people. Network, network, network. Jeff, that is great. And I really do hope the listeners take all those on board. How can people interact with you online? Uh, they'll be uh, can get me on on Twitter at Jeff W N J Wilson. So W N J Wilson on Twitter. They can get me on Instagram, same W N J Wilson. They can get me on LinkedIn. Uh, again, on linkedin.com slash Jeff WNJ Wilson. So everything has the same ending, Jeff WNN for Norman. So Jeff WNJ Wilson. And they can get me in those three. That is great. To all the listeners listening in, all those links will be on my website relating to this blog post. Jeff, it's been great chatting with you today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Ed. What a fantastic interview by Jeff. And I hope now you've got a better understanding how to pursue a career in sports marketing. For me, straight after the show, I said to Jeff that a lot of sport graduates want to work in marketing because they think it's an easy role. But really, to be a great marketer, you've got to have the ability to be creative by resolving problems, by getting new people on board. If that's fans relating to a sports team, trying to get them to the stadium to watch a game, or if it's a new company in the sports industry who are trying to find new clients... Having that creative mindset is such an important aspect of being a great marketer. And I hope now you've got a better understanding what Jeff was talking about. And for me, the biggest element I've taken from this interview, learning from Jeff, is having the ability to communicate effectively, if that's by face-to-face, email, or even on the phone. So I really do hope you've got something to take on board relating to your sports career journey. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker. 
Jeff said, to me, you've got to get up every morning loving your job. In sports, you can definitely do that. It's about identifying the area of sport and what sport, and most importantly, really enjoy what you do. 